Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. So however you're watching, we're so glad that you're here this morning, whether you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or on Faith Plus, Faith Plus On Demand, or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. As I said, it exists to help you start today with faith and encouragement. And today we have a special guest who's going to share with us today. I've known, we were talking about this before we hit the record button. We've known each other now for about 17 years. And like, wow, it doesn't seem that long, but it really has been that long. Uh, for some of you who are members at Faith, she was a special guest for our Women of Virtue cruise we did in 2015. But you may not know this, that when we were planning this in 2014 and talking about it, my wife Raquel was saying, Jenny has to be a speaker. Jenny, Jenny has to be there. She has to be there. And so we sent the invite and she graciously accepted. And of course, she was a great blessing on the cruise. And since then, she's done so many things. She's been a missionary. She's opened up an orphanage. She's been a ginormous blessing. One of the things I like a lot about Jenny's ministry is the uniqueness of the sweetness of the anointing she carries. And when she ministers, whether it's by word or by worship, there's a sweetness that comes into the atmosphere. And I believe this is that as we record the podcast today. So help me welcome, not a stranger to Faith Christian Center or to other faith ministries, our friend Jenny. Hi, Cake. It's so, so good to be with you all. It's such an honor. I think it is really amazing what you're doing and what you're bringing for for people to hear and for people to build their faith because this is what we need this is what the world needs we need faith in god so um you're doing a great work and honestly it's such an honor it was an honor to be with you seven years ago on that cruise it was my first cruise actually and my last <laughs> but it was such a powerful time was such a powerful time and i just love that the lord has brought us back together yeah and so one of the reasons yeah. jenny on here sharing is she has just released a brand new book called sacred smallness and jenny can you tell us about it yeah definitely so this book is called sacred smallness finding kingdom greatness in a fruitful hidden life and this book is a desire and a journey into finding true at the heart of it true soul contentment in in the place god has called us to um it's about surrender it's about worship it's about humility um just a little bit of background um you know i grew up in a ministry family i'm the granddaughter of kenneth and gloria copeland which some of you may know, some of you may not know, but you know, it's a big ministry family. I grew up going to conferences, much like Carrot grew up, conferences, churches, sitting in the seats, all these things. And as I would sit there in these conferences, this was years ago, God began to stir my heart that there's more, you know, conferences, church life, that's such a beautiful expression of the kingdom of heaven. It's such a beautiful picture and God is moving so mightily. But I realized, and throughout the years, I've, I had realized even more that this expression of the kingdom of God, as mighty as it is, is not the only expression of the kingdom of heaven. I mean, there are so many things that are unseen that are sacred. There are so many things that are hidden and so many people that are hidden, whether it's a missionary, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, what, there's so many things in the hiddenness and in the secret place that are holy. And 
I feel like in growing up, I never thought about that. You know, I thought, oh, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to do this. And all, the only thing in my mind was I was going to stand on a stage and hold a microphone. This was the kingdom of God to me. And in that, you know, that's a good, you know, a good motivation. And that, you know, that was a dream from God. But I realized throughout the years that God took me through seasons of surrender where he would call me into places that looked the furthest away from a dream that I felt like he had given me. One thing that um, I write about in my book is it's so easy to make our dreams and our visions an idol. And they become an idol when we hear the voice of God and we choose our dream over our daily bread of hearing the voice of God. And I found, you know, I, long story short, because you'll, you'll just have to get the book to read more, but um, there was a season in my life where I was 100% sure I was going to go out and preach the gospel and travel and I would hear the word available in my heart. And so, you know, available means to be suitable or ready for you. So there was a time where I was like, I need to be suitable or ready for use. Whatever God wants me to do. If he wants me to go to California tomorrow to preach at the church, if he wants me to go to Africa tomorrow. And what he wanted me to do in that next season was to simply help my grandparents, Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. And it was during that time that I realized wow, ministry is not standing on a stage holding a microphone. First of all, ministry is love. So if that means that I'm standing on a platform in front of millions of people, it's out of a place of surrender, then I'm going to say yes. But if God has asked me to go behind the scenes, go to a hidden place, then if my answer to him is always yes, then that's ministry too. So basically throughout for three years I was my grandparents cook and literally I had no idea what I was doing um but it was the grace of God I was right where the Lord wanted me and so anyway it talks about that and then it in my journey the Lord had invited me had had put on my heart a love for the fatherless I wrote a book to young people whose parents went through divorce about the father's love called Abba finding comfort in the father after your parents divorce and so in that writing of that book God began to stir my heart for the fatherless so I go to different places I'm preaching I'm not I wasn't working with my grandparents anymore um but I was preaching and every place I would go I would ask if there were abandoned children, if there were orphans, and they would say yes, and maybe they would take me to an orphanage, and I knew there was a need. I was just asking God, where, how do I pour out? So I was invited to Greece and Bulgaria to speak at a youth conference, and I was asking that same question. Are there abandoned children? What is the orphan crisis like? And they told me about the orphan crisis in Greece because of the refugee crisis, because of the financial crisis, lots of crises. <laughs> um, and uh, I said, well, what if we started an orphanage? And when I said that, the fire of God started in my heart and I knew this was an assignment from him. I went to Greece. I moved to Greece after a, a few months of surrender. I moved overseas to Greece into this hidden place. And 
it was in this place that God began to purify my heart, to, to show me, you know, conferences, churches, events. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It's powerful, but there's more, you know, Heidi Baker says, it's not, how does she say it? Um, it's not this or that it's this and maybe I got it wrong, but anyway, it's that, it's that idea that in the kingdom of God, God is so like many fold. There's so many sides to him. There's so much to him that we can't contain him to what our experience is as the Christian Western Christian church that, Oh, this is a move of God. And I feel so sorry for them because it doesn't look like that. No, this is a move of God. And this is a move of God. And I've always found it such a privilege that the Lord would invite me to a place that was so hidden, you know, a place that I live, my husband and I, we live in this small village in Greece Nobody cares who you are. No, the only person that knows me in Greece, you know, is that I'm the American who orders the Americano at my local, you know, coffee shop. So anyway, this is a journey of surrender, you know. And so whenever the Lord had invited me to go, I like to say that he invited me to walk with him in Greece. Uh, whenever that happened, it was a it was something of surrender, you know, like I, one prayer that I had prayed before the Lord constantly was this. I don't care what it looks like as long as I'm following you. And you know, that prayer takes us. If we pray that prayer with earnest, heartfelt devotion, we pray that prayer. I don't care what it looks like as long as I'm following you. That takes us wherever the Lord would have us. It can take us to a place in front of people, in front of thousands, in front of multitudes, but it also can take us behind closed doors. Um, I'm throwing a lot of things out there and I'm hoping that it's making sense, but there's one, one really important group of people that I feel the Lord always wants to show his honor upon. It's always the hidden Places. You know, the scripture says in Corinthians that uh, it's the hidden places that deserve the most glory, you know, the unseen parts of the body. And um, one of those unseen groups are the stay at home moms, you know, and um, you have children. So you understand the sacrifice and, and the dedication and the devotion that it takes in raising a family and, and investing your life in these children. And um, Raquel is amazing and such a superhero to me. Um, and so, you know, I believe that in this narrative that the kingdom of God, you can only please God if your life looks this way. You know, you're going to conferences, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're writing books. There can be so much shame placed on, I'm going to do quotations, a normal life. There's so much shame that the enemy tries to put on people if they're just a mom or they're just a teacher or they're just a doctor or they're just, you know, they're not in the five-fold ministry groups. But the Lord is not the one putting that shame on people because he has assigned people to those places. So I believe that 
God is removing the shame off of those who have felt like they're not measuring up enough for him because they don't fit this picture of ministers or don't fit this picture of going everywhere. They're just at home with their toddler. I feel like I'm talking to somebody right now. Like you have cried tears because you just feel like your life is going nowhere. But here is the beautiful truth that when our calling, wherever we are, if we're saying to him, I don't care what it looks like, as long as I'm following you, if he calls us into a season of hiddenness, a season where nobody is thanking you, nobody knows your name, you have this soul satisfaction, this soul contentment, because you are abiding. That is where fruitfulness is. Fruitfulness is not only in numbers. You know, that can be, I feel like fruit, I feel like fruitfulness and faithfulness like abiding brings that fruit. So numbers is a fruit of fruit. Does that make sense? Um, I feel like numbers and, and, you know, all these counting things and everything or thousands, multitudes, that is a fruit, a fruit. That's a fruit of abiding. So the, the actual fruit is actually the spiritual, you know, the spiritual things that you receive out of just simply saying, I am abiding in the vine. So sacred smallness, it, it, it talks about a lot of different things. Um, you just have to get the book to see it all. Um, but one of my favorite chapters is the one about abiding, you know, living in the vine, living in Jesus. And that, that attitude and that heart posture it makes us realize nothing else matters. The only thing that matters is me to say yes to Jesus. Whether that takes me in front of millions, whether it brings me in front of one or in front of nobody. There are so many people in heaven. I, I believe when we go to heaven, we're going to notice people that nobody knew. And they're going to be the heroes in heaven, but they have lived such hidden lives you know, but they lived wholly devoted lives unto the Lord. And um, he's just so faithful, you know, and he wants us to come back to the place of what is important to him to be important to us. So I think I said a lot of things, <laughs> just kind of going through, yeah, what the Lord wants for us and as ministers of the gospel, you know, can I share one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. So, you know, this book is geared towards uh, everybody, the believer, um, but it also has a, it's also geared towards ministers of the gospel. Everybody's a minister wherever they are. But one question I ask in this book is if, if, somebody asks you, what would you consider a minister? Then what is going to be your first thought? Well, when Paul wrote about ministers and ministry, he used the word diakonos, which is Greek. And it literally means servant, the lowest servant. This is God's definition of ministry. Servant. That is diakonos. And so when God thinks about ministry and ministers, this is the word that he's using. So I believe that God is bringing us back 
to a place of when people say, oh, they're a minister, they're not thinking first, you know, oh, how much money they have, how much, how many things they do, how many people they're thinking this man, this woman is a servant. So. That's so good. You know, I was going to, you know, talk about my favorite chapter so far that because, you know, I opened and said, well, what jumps out before I was going through it? But you've said so much. And so as you heard her say, get your copy. I have my copy. So make sure <laughs> you guys get your copy. Um, and so there's so much to say. But, you know, you said a lot in your book. But, you know, I believe in reading and acting out, but also believe in impartation. So, Jenny, before we go, can you pray over everybody watching live and via replay and everything and just say whatever yeah. it's in your heart to say? Sure. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you so, so grateful for your presence. Lord, we don't deserve it, but your grace has given it. And we just love you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind. I pray for those who have been wrestling God in their soul and wrestling in their mind that they know that you're inviting them to a place. They know that you're calling them to a place, but they're wrestling because it looks different than they thought. They're wrestling because it doesn't make sense. Lord, I just pray for a spirit of surrender, a spirit that says, yes, God, forever, yes, just to always, Lord, follow you. I pray for that breakthrough to happen, that, that you always have our yes, whether it makes sense or not. And Father, we just say to you, we don't care what it looks like as long as we're following you. Jesus, we're doing it for you. We're doing everything for you. And um Father, I just pray for your freedom and and your love over every single person. I pray that the the goodness and the sweetness of your presence just comes in and invades every room right now that is listening. Every person, every individual you see and you know and you love in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Jenny, thank you so much for spending your time, pouring out your time with us. This thank week. you. It's such an honor. Once again, if you haven't already, get your copy of Sacred Smallness available wherever books are sold. And so there's so many different ways to get it. So make sure you get your copy as well. And so once again, thank you for joining Stay of Faith in the morning. If you're watching the live stream, share so other people can be encouraged by what Jenny shared this morning. Also, remember, it's available via podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Have a great day. Now, something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God bless.